The new 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group. Get your finances in order. Money-wise starts now. And good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money-wise. If it's Sunday morning, it's time for Money-wise. And, you know, we call our program Money-wise for a particular reason, because we want you to become Money-wise or become more Money-wise. Thank you for listening. Money-wise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. You can find us sitting on 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. You can reach us at 508-998-8858. But we're happy to be with you, and we would like to say a great big thank you to all the faithful people who listen almost every Sunday morning. I'm not sure if that's always a good thing. It means a lot of people don't go to church on Sunday morning, I guess. However, I'm glad that they're listening. So we'll have to try to say some nice things today, won't we, Pete? Yes, and I think that a lot of people go to church on Sunday morning, and church starts at different times. There's a lot of churches that start at 11 or there even earlier. Right. So you're listening to the voice of Ray Lance, and then on my right-hand side right here, sitting on my right hand, is Peter Lance. And good morning. Good morning, everyone. Also known as Pete Lance. So welcome, Pete. It's always good to be on the show with you. It's kind of hard to sit and talk for yourself for a whole hour unless you have a guest or somebody else to interact with. So it's really always a pleasure to have you here. Well, thank you, and it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, right at the beginning, I would just like to mention that uh, coming up very soon is the Brunch and Learn. We've mentioned it a couple of times. It is going to be at the offices of USA Wealth Group and Lance Law. USA Wealth Group, uh, that is Ray and myself, are going to be discussing the key 2018 tax changes, tax changes and how it impacts your finances. And Lance Law is going to be discussing uh, Medicaid and how to protect your home from the nursing home. That's going to be Saturday, August 18th from 10 to 11.30. This is only the second time that we've done this, and the first time uh, we booked very quickly and did not have any seats left, uh, had to turn people away. So I would encourage you to make a reservation. The phone number to call to make your reservation is 508-998-8800, or you can register online at www.lancelawinc.com or usawealthgroup.com. Well, thank you for that important reminder, Pete. So today, Pete, how would you like to talk about death and dying and funerals and burials and well, a few a few weeks ago, you had the famous quote: "There is only two certainties in life: death and taxes." And we talked taxes a few weeks ago, so I guess we have to talk about death, which is not anything I like to talk about, and I don't think most people do. No, it isn't. But you know, people put off doing estate planning. People put off doing financial planning, retirement planning, life they insurance. Wait too long, life insurance. People put off things they don't like to think about or don't know enough about. We've had so many people and it, it's proven that uh, there's like 70% of people that should have life insurance that do not uh, have any life insurance and especially those with kids really should uh, or spouses. Um, and it, it's not an easy thing for people to think about. You're talking about your own mortality when you're talking about life insurance. But every single person who has done life insurance with us has felt relieved that it's now done and behind them they don't have to think about it anymore and they feel a weight lifted that they've done something to protect their loved ones. Well, the one thing that we don't want to have happen and the one thing that we see a lot, unfortunately, is that 
People think they're going to live forever, and nobody is, and they don't do any planning at all. And then when a parent dies, for example, all of a sudden the family has to scramble really quickly to think about, oh, my gosh, what should we do? Oh, my gosh, we need to go see a funeral home. Oh, my gosh, we need to do this. I actually have someone reach out to me uh, personally, friends of mine, because they know uh, the business that I'm in, will probably one or two times a year reach out to me and say, mom's dying or dad's dying. Uh, They don't have any life insurance at all. Is it too late? They're you know on their way out, and how are we going to pay for their funeral? Well, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to be talking about how do you have a conversation with your spouse? How do you have a conversation with your parents? We're going to talk specifically about something called the Conversation Project. We're going to tell you how to get more information. Actually, I'll give it to you right now. It's simply www.theconversationproject.org. It's a nonprofit organization. We've got tons of information. And what they uh, – it's it's actually was founded by Pulitzer Prize-winning writer Ellen Goodman uh, and then a group of her colleagues. And they, they want to have stories about good deaths and hard deaths. And it's, it's really a tough conversation to have, but uh, what they've learned is that nobody was having conversations – and their loved ones passed, and the family was left to figure out how do these people want to be remembered at their memorial service and how to pay for the funeral and a lot of other questions that the the grieving loved ones had to try to figure out. So the CDC, which is the Centers for Disease Control, basically says that most people would prefer to die peacefully at home, but in fact, 70% of everybody, all the whole population, actually dies in a hospital, a nursing home, or a long-term care facility. Isn't that amazing? It is. So you need to do some planning uh, for lots of things, and there are ways to pass away at home. Uh, You could be under hospice care, for example. A number of years ago, gosh, it's at least 15 years ago now, when my own father died, for example, he had cancer. He was kind of wasting away at the end. But he had hospice care at home, and he was able to die at home in his own bed, and that was important to him. So with hospice care, you can do that, for example. But we want to talk about what is the Conversation Project, and it's basically a nonprofit public initiative, and the goal is very simple, to have every person's wishes for end-of-life care not only expressed and written down, but respected. So the fact is that too many people die in a fashion that they would rather not choose, And we can't always predict. Uh, I think that's probably a good thing. But it's also part of our culture that people don't like to talk about dying. But the question I want to pose to everybody listening today, if you were to pass away today or a family member were to pass away today, do you know what the wishes are for yourself? Do you know what this person's wishes are? Do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? Do you want a funeral service? Do you want a party? Do you want calling hours? I have a very good friend who died about two years ago, uh, very, very actively involved in Masonic fraternity. He wanted no service at all. There was simply nothing. Um, he was uh, buried and cremated. He was cremated and buried, and there were no calling hours. There was no wake. There was no memorial service. There was nothing. Some people choose to do that. 
Exactly, and and uh, my wife just went to um, a friend's memorial service. They did not want a traditional wake or funeral, and just a sort of a, a remembrance and a celebration of his life. Uh, this person unfortunately took his own life, and that's something to be discussed as well. There is a, a 35% increase in suicides, so part of the conversation project is to discuss it with everyone every 10 years, even your own children, which is an awful thought to think about. Um, but they recommend having discussions with your own children beginning at age 20 and then again at age 30 just in case something happens. Well, the Conversation Project, and that's what it's called, is actually a website. Uh, about three-quarters of a million people have visited the Conversation website since uh, 2012 when it was uh, first announced. And more than 340,000 people across the country from all 50 states and from 160 different countries have downloaded this thing called the Conversation Starter Kit. And they have it offered in many different languages as well. Uh, but this is only eight years old, and again, there's been a lot of people who have downloaded this, and it, it's exactly what it says it is. It's a conversation starter, how to have this difficult conversation and get it out of the way and uh, learn what your loved ones would wish for their own uh, funeral or memorial service. Um, I'll mention it again at the uh, second half of the sh uh, show, I'm sure, but we also have, um, or Lance Law has, uh, two different variations of a form that you and your loved ones can fill out. It's basically spelling out all of your wishes. Uh, so you can probably get that at the Conversation Project, but we also have that in our office that we'd be happy to give out to you. And I'm holding in my hand right now something called Your Conversation Starter Kit. You can download this directly from the website, which is, again, www.theconversationproject.org. Or if you don't use a computer, just give us a call at 508-998-8858 at USA Wealth Group. We'll mail a copy of this for you because we've already downloaded it and printed it in color. And the reason that Ellen Goodman decided to start this conversation project is because her own mother used to talk and talk and talk about every single thing in life, but she never talked about her own death or how she would like to be remembered. And then she came down with, uh, she was inflicted with Alzheimer's disease and then could not communicate her wishes. And so it became very difficult for her and her um, siblings to try to figure out what to do. Um, including such things like, did mom want to donate her organs? Um, and we actually have someone uh, that we know that's close to us whose own mother had this similar situation. She passed away very quickly, didn't leave any of her wishes to the family behind, and the uh, children decided on their own to donate her organs uh, so they could be used for other people to save their lives. But they didn't know whether their mom wanted that, and it's still something that they think about. Mm. And by the way, on my driver's license, I have a little red heart, and it says organ on it. And I want to be an organ donor if something happened to me, if I were in a car accident, for example. See, right on my driver's license, it has this little know, red I've heart. I've seen it. I have one, and my wife has one. So when you go to renew your driver's license, if you want to, ladies and gentlemen, you can tell them you wish to be an organ donor, and you can have that indicated on your driver's license it's a way to give life to somebody else isn't it pete yep and you mentioned about five minutes ago something about your father my grandfather and i just have a really quick story to tell that every time i tell it i get 
chills. And it just talks about uh, the powerful bond um, that you had with him with regards to the Marine Corps especially. Um, you went and visited him every single week when he was completely out of it at the end and, and the, the last month or so he hadn't said a word to you every time you went in to visit him. And the very last time that you saw him, um, he still was not talking, not responding. You didn't even know if he heard what you were saying. And you said, all right, Dad, I love you. I'll see you next week. Actually, Sem- you said Semper Fi, Dad. Okay. Well, I, I thought you said Semper Fi at the end. Mm-hmm. And he shot up in bed and said, Semper Fi, son of a... <laughs> Bitch. That's what he said. That was funny. Those are his parting words to me. Yep. I grabbed his hand. I said, Semper Fi, Dad, I love you. And he didn't even have his eyes open. He said, Semper Fi, son of a bitch. And those were his last words. <laughs> well, I, I treasure that. I really treasure that. Speaking of um, grandfathers, and I have a, a first quote of the day. I'm, I'm doing the first quote of the day. How about that? Go ahead. When I die, I want to die like my grandfather who died peacefully in his sleep, not screaming like all the passengers in his car. Oh, my God. That was Will Rogers. <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrible. Well, you know, there are some funny things to talk about death and dying and funerals and burials. So we're going to share a little bit of that as we go along today. So this is not going to be strictly a morbid conversation, but we all have personal experiences in our family. And it's a real problem if you wait too long and don't make any plans at all. And it doesn't mean that you're going to die if you make plans. It just means that you're going to be prepared and your family is going to be more prepared. You might decide, for example, to prepay your funeral and burial expenses with a funeral home. We have a lot of clients that do that. Um, Even some of the more modest funeral homes, even in the listening area right now, have millions of dollars of money set aside in escrow from people who have prepaid funeral and burial expenses. And that is a wonderful gift to your loved ones. I mean, when you pass, it's a terrible time for everyone. Um, They're grieving, they're mourning, they're not thinking about all the things that they need to do. And the last thing that they need to be burdened with is, how are we going to pay for the funeral now? Well, I'd like to come back to this conversation starter kit. Uh, This is about an 18-page document. We're happy to provide a copy to anybody who just calls our office, 508-998-8858. And we'll make a copy of this available to you. When you go inside, it says the conversation project is dedicated to helping people talk about their wishes for end-of-life care. How do you want to be cared for at the end of your life? And what's interesting about these uh, conversation project starter kits is, again, they're free. We have them at our office, or you can get them online. But they have multiple versions of it. So there's one that um, for families who have loved ones with uh, beginning Alzheimer's disease, there's just a traditional normal one. And then there's, um, there's others about how to become a health care proxy, how to choose one, and, and what to do if you are chosen to be a health care proxy. Uh, we'll go into more detail about that as well. There's one about how to talk to your doctor. Um, and your team of specialists if you are um, sick with something that could be uh, terminal. And then there's also the worst one of the group, which is uh, the pediatric starter kit. If um, you have a, a child who um, is you know, terminal, mm-hmm. essentially. Well, this conversation kit, uh, conversation starter kit, uh, is really quite interesting. It has a lot of uh, anecdotes and stories about different people who – 
had different situations and as they're getting ready for death. But very simply, on page two, it has your name. You put you write your name in, your date. You don't have to do this in the computer. Step one is you get ready, and basically it has a whole series of questions they ask you. Um, step two is called get set. So here's an example where I stand on various scales. As a patient, if I'm in a hospital, for example, I would like to know, on the one hand, only the basics about my condition, or it uh, goes one, two, three, four, five, and number five, it says all the details about my condition and my treatment. And it goes on and on from there. There's question after question, but it's very simple because you don't have to answer it with uh, words. You just have to put a little check mark next to the box that indicates uh, more uh, how you feel. So in other words, there's a scale of one to five. Um, and the next question is, as doctors treat me, I would like my doctors to do what they think is best. That's on one end of the scale. Or I would like to have a say in every decision. And here's some of the other questions because I think it's important just to mention a few. How long do you want to receive medical care? Indefinitely or quality of life is perhaps more important to you uh, than quantity. Uh, we're going to talk about that in just a moment also. What are your concerns about treatment? What are your preferences about where you want to be during your last days? Um, I'd how, like to be at home or I wouldn't mind being in a medical facility, for example. How involved do you want your loved ones to be in the decisions for your care? And on one end of the spectrum is I want my loved ones to do exactly what I've said, even if it makes them a little uncomfortable. And on the other end of the spectrum, I want my loved ones to do what brings them peace, even if it goes against what I've said. And here's an important question, for example. When it comes to your privacy, do you want to be alone when the time comes at the end, or do you want to be surrounded by your loved ones? You see that a lot of times in obituaries, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And lots of interesting questions like that. And then it talks about if you know you had a disease, for example, if you know you weren't going to be there for a long time, there aren't a lot of questions. Most of the rest of this form, this document, is information about how other people have treated things and handled things. And started the conversation. So the questions that we just asked or just mentioned That's basically it. are really all the questions that are asked in this form. But then it goes from there, um, and if you are sick and you're actually in the hospital and there's a chance that you might remain there, uh, then it goes on into detail about now how you can have the conversation with your doctors and your team of specialists uh, so you can convey what's important to you and what you've discussed with your family. So, you know, death and dying and preparing for death and dying and preparing for funerals is something that we don't like to talk about. Most people don't like to talk about. But at the same time, it's such an important thing, especially for the people that are going to be left behind you. I'll give you a quick example. Um, my own mother spent the last two years of her life in a nursing home. She had dementia. And at the end of the time, she didn't even recognize who I was. I've mentioned this before on, on the radio. But she would say, this is my son. This is my son. She made the connection that I was her son, but she could not remember my name. Well, she had signed um, health care proxies and, and durable powers of attorney. She also signed a living will. I'm going to mention where you can get a living will in just a moment. And the living will simply says, please don't keep me alive artificially if I'm seriously incapacitated or ill and there's no hope of my recovery. I don't want to be kept alive as a vegetable on a machine. 
I don't want to be um, have tubes down my throat, intubated. She had signed that document, and at the very end of her life, she had a mild stroke. She was unconscious. I sat down at a long table in a conference room with several doctors and four or five nurses, and they basically gave their recommendations about her end-of-life care. They said that they were proposing to give her sedatives and so forth for uh, making sure that she didn't have pain, but they gave the choice to me. They said if it were up to them, their recommendation would be not to intubate her, not to put tubes down her throat. And I said, no, she, she always talked about that. She didn't want to be kept alive artificially. So I said, don't give her any unusual feeding tubes or anything else. Let her die peacefully and naturally uh, with just some sedatives so she doesn't feel pain. And it was the right decision. The next thing I did is I called my brother and my sister and made sure they both agreed with me, and then I, I signed the necessary documents. And they basically let her go, and 18 hours later she passed away very peacefully. So it's important you let people know ahead of time. And, you know, Pete, sometimes for religious purposes, people think, as long as there's any life in me, I have to do every single thing possible to keep myself alive. Um, More and more people, we find, don't feel that way. If they're never going to recover, they just don't want to be kept alive artificially. That was still um, the hardest death that I've ever dealt with, and she is still the best person I've ever met in my life, so I hate talking about it or thinking about it, even though I probably do weekly. When did she pass? In 2002? I'm not going to remember the exact date. I think it was 2002 in the fall, like November. Mm. Well, one of the things that they can do at Lance Law, Inc. for you is they can have you sign a document, if you wish, called a living will, and simply says, if I'm ever seriously ill, don't use unusual means just to keep me alive. When they do estate planning, they do a series of documents that particular document is not recognized as a legally binding document. It basically just says, hey, you know, if I'm uh, basically going to pass, I don't want to have machines keeping me alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not legally binding, but it lets your family know, um, hey, I want to stay alive no matter what, or, hey, you know, please pull the plug on me. So the attorneys at Lancelot Inc. are really experts on all those matters. You can call them at 508-998-8800. We have some uh, unusual wishes and you know last requests and, and wills. Uh, Leona Helmsley in 2007, that's a very famous thing. She left $12 million to her dog. But it and, was contested, wasn't it? Yes, and nothing to her grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. And then... In 1856, a famous German... Well, let's, let's, let's tell the rest of the story of Leona Helmsley. So her estate uh, was contested, and the court ruled that the dog would only get $4 million instead of $12 million. <laughs> the dog didn't really need to have $12 million. And the dog had no idea one way or the other, but in any event... You know, the dog still got the last bark, didn't he? This is a, a good one. Um, in 1856, a famous German author, Heinrich Hein... Uh, passed away, and he left his entire estate to his wife, Matilda, on one condition. She had to remarry, and the reason for this is because he said, there will be at least one man to regret my death. (laughs) Or maybe one man to be as miserable as I was during my marriage. I think that's what he was implying, yes. Here's a great quotation from Yogi Berra, you should always go to other people's funerals, otherwise they won't come to yours. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good old Yogi Berra. Um, you know, we've got a lot of interesting stories to tell you about uh, funeral quotations and funeral stories. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the documentation that uh, Lance Law, Inc. provides and why some of those things are important. But primarily we're talking today about the conversation project, and everybody needs to have a conversation. You need to do planning. You don't want to be a burden to your family. You don't want something to happen to you. What if you really wanted to have a funeral service, and your family doesn't have any money, and they're just going to go out and have you cremated instead, bury your ashes in the garden? Well, there's a lot of – Which is illegal, by the way. It is. You cannot leave um, ashes. A lot of people do it. Sure they do. um, You know, without getting permission in certain areas, so – Well, when we come back, we're going to be talking a lot more about this subject. We're going to be talking not only about the Conversation Project. We're going to talk about burials at sea. So maybe you have a family member who is in the Navy or the Coast Guard or the Merchant Marine. And then how I would like to go is to be cremated and then turned into a tree. But we'll talk about that after. Okay, so stay tuned. We've got some interesting things to share with you about death and dying and what you can do to prevent it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. We're so happy to have you with us this Sunday morning and every Sunday morning. Our goal is really simple. We want to show you how you can protect your family. And part of that starts with having a conversation about your own funeral. What are your own wishes? You know, one of the documents that the law firm provides is called My Legacy. Uh, Lance Law Inc. provides a very detailed document. It's a little similar to the Conversation Project, only it talks about other kinds of things as well. And I want to pull this up because it's an important document to talk about. It's called My Legacy, My Life Story and My Own Words. So when you do an estate plan with Lancelot, Inc., it basically has your usual stuff. Where were you born? Did you have a nickname? What's your favorite hobby? You know, personal information about yourself, your childhood, where did you grow up? These things are forgotten very often. You fill this in in your own handwriting on your own schedule. And it goes into unbelievable detail uh, should you want to fill it all out. But, again, we can provide this to you. Uh, it it talks about you know your full mother's um, maiden name, your father's full name. Um, you know it talks about your entire legacy, everything. What are your favorite social gatherings? What is your greatest talent? How would your friends and family describe your personality? What kind of work did you do? Is there a characteristic you wish you could change about yourself? What is your favorite hobby? What is your favorite vacation spot? Were you married? Did you have children? Were you a good parent? Were you a bad parent? All kinds of things like that. Did, it goes on and on and on, and you can fill out as little or as much as you like, but it would be a very good thing to do um, to really honor you and make it easier for your loved ones when you should go um, to make uh, out your obituary and for a memorial service. So one of the things you can do, and I've had many people in the office talk about this, whether you're talking about retirement planning or financial services or making sure your legal documents are in order so that family can take care of you, a really important part of this is to make sure that your uh, funeral wishes are known, your burial uh, wishes are known. Does your family really know what you want to have done when you're gone? A lot of people will pay ahead of time and buy burial plots in a cemetery, right? Yeah. And then that's very common. And again, 
doing all this, doing your life insurance, doing your your final um, wishes, and buying a, a funeral plot, getting all this stuff done and out of the way is going to feel like such a relief, and it will be a relief for your loved ones. So, as we always say, do something. Start now. Well, do you know of any uh, famous tombstones that are out there, Peter? Mm, I do not. Okay, so here's one uh, that basically was a husband and a wife, and at the very bottom it said, we finally found a place to park in Georgetown, engraved on the tombstone. So you can do those things if you want. If you have a sense of humor or if you think that things are funny in general. This is, uh, um, this is something interesting for you. Um, there's a, a, a famous London Londoner named Henry Budd, and he hated that his children had mustaches. So in his will, he uh, gave a share of his inheritance to each, but he said it would be voided if either one of them grew a mustache or a beard. Hmm. Here's a tombstone in <laughs> – he, he hates um, that I have a beard. In Washington, D.C. that says, a gay Vietnam veteran. And it's engraved right in the stone. When I was in the military, they gave me a medal for killing two men and a discharge for loving one. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's sad. And I like this one. This is in um, Texas. Uh, the lady's first name is Janet. I can't see the rest of her name. And so you're looking at the front of the tombstone, and then there's a pedestal that it sits on. And on the bottom of the pedestal that it sits on, it says, if you can read this, you are standing on my very nice. You like that? <laughs> Somebody actually put that on their tombstone. Well, there's a lot of, and this is very true, in, in obituaries, and I've seen some tombstones, um, you know, that they were let down. Uh, they were Browns fans, I think, Cleveland Browns fans. Have you ever heard this? No. In obituaries, they say, I want the, the people uh, who lower me into the ground to wear Browns jerseys so I can be let down by the Browns one more time. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, these are actual photographs that people have taken of uh, cemeteries and tombstones. Here's one that simply says on the back of it, I told you I was sick. <laughs> and we're going to give you one more, and then we'll sa save a few for later. This one says on the back of the tombstone, I was hoping for a pyramid. Very nice. <laughs> um, I would like to mention again uh, that Lance Law and USA Wealth Group is having a brunch and learn on Saturday, August 18th from 10 to 11.30. Uh, because it's a brunch and learn, there will be uh, food and drinks provided, of course. And uh, USA Wealth Group is going to be discussing the key uh, 2018 tax changes and how it impacts your finances. And Lance Law is going to be discussing Medicaid and how to protect your home from the nursing home. You can either register online or give 508-998-8800 a call. Uh, again, the last time that this was done, about six weeks ago maybe, it completely filled up and we could not take any more reservations. Yeah, and you do need to make a reservation, so please just give a call to 508-998-8800 and be happy to see you there. You know, um, this conversation project is really an important thing. Your family needs to know what your wishes are. You can actually write your own obituary if you want to. I saw one not long ago in the paper, and I thought it was actually offensive because it was very uh, sort of a self-serving obituary. I won't mention who wrote it, but it was clear that somebody had written out their own obituary in advance and was sort of like bragging about 
all the things that he had done. So there's a there's a difference between going that way and just doing your own obituary. But if you don't write your own obituary, the family has to scramble at the end. And most of them all sound alike, don't they? Yeah, they do. There's very few unique ones, if you will. And uh, it's because uh, the family's grieving and they're just trying to quickly put something together. Uh, so if you do this stuff in advance, you're going to have a much better obituary that will be more in line with what you wish. Uh, also, uh, if you do an estate plan with Lance Law, they do have a legacy plan as part of the estate plan, has uh, an estate planning letter, talks about the sentimental belongings that need to be giving, given to specific people, uh, in addition to the distribution of your personal effects, and then you can specify your burial and funeral wishes. Uh, there's more to that estate planning letter, but there's also an, a section called About Our Family, and it's, it talks about, we tell a little bit about the family, uh, about the history, and some of your favorite events, traditions, and pastimes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when we're talking about the Conversation Project, uh, 92% of all Americans say it's very important to discuss their wishes for end-of-life care, but only 32% have had that kind of a conversation. Yeah, and again, it's a hard conversation to have, but everybody that we've talked to and everybody that um, has done this Conversation Project feels such relief when it's done. Yeah. In fact, uh, 95% of all Americans say they would be willing to talk about their uh, last wishes, and 53% say they would even be relieved to discuss it. And I mentioned it at the top half of the show, but we do have these conversation project planning packets. They're the starter packets, and they're free. We can give them to you, or you can download them uh, on the conversation project website. There's uh, specific ones for uh, those of you dealing with a uh, a family member with Alzheimer's, uh, also another one to talk about with your doctors, and another one um, which hopefully none of you will ever have to deal with, which is the pediatric. And let's get into a little bit more detail on something that's related to this um, this particular conversation project. There's something in Massachusetts, a new website, and it's called www.endwithcare.org, E-N-D-W-I-T-H-C-A-R-E.org, endwithcare.org. Org. This is a new website, and it gives information to families, to individuals who are already in the middle of looking at an end-of-life challenge. They may have some kind of a final illness, for example. And you can get information there on advanced care planning, on bereavement, on alternative medicine sources, hospice care, organ donation, and uh, pain management. So there's a lot of good information that's out there. If somebody is listening and they're in that situation right now, you don't have to do this alone. I've had some clients over the years that have had final illnesses. They knew that they weren't going to live a long time. They had already received end-of-life diagnosis. And some people choose to go out and do photography projects. Some people do other kinds of things. Some people want to do some last-minute traveling But whatever your own wishes are, you need to make some plans. You need to have a checklist. And sooner or later, we're all going to be there, aren't we, Pete? Yep, unfortunately. Or not. And this is a really important thing that um, you really need to have a discussion with and figure out um, ASAP, regardless of whether you do any of this other conversation project type of, of discussions. You really should choose a healthcare proxy and let that person know that you've chosen them. They have to accept it. 
And what a healthcare proxy is, is it allows somebody to make medical decisions on your behalf, talk with your doctors, uh, look at your medical records um, if you are too sick to do any of that. And unfortunately, uh, they say, when is the best time to choose your proxy? Um, it's always too soon until it's too late. So you should do it now, regardless of how old you are. You can choose anyone. They do not have to be your spouse or significant other. Uh, they don't have to be even be a family member. It can just be a friend or somebody that you're close to. Um, that person does have to agree to do it, and uh, you should have a talk with them. And the times that you should uh, choose your proxy um, or possibly look to change who your proxy is, which people can and do, um, is at major life events, which is you know when you go to college, when you get married or divorced, when you have children, when you become eligible for med- Medicare, uh, when you are going away on a major trip, uh, or when you are newly diagnosed with a serious illness. There is not going to be anyone who will um, be allowed to make medical decisions on your behalf or even know really what's going on in great detail unless you choose a... Um, uh, proxy. Well, it, it is important to prepare, and unfortunately, a lot of people think about it. Sometimes they talk about it, but they don't actually prepare. So I'm going to mention just one more time, uh, look at the website for The Conversation Project. It's called theconversationproject.org. Or if you don't use a computer, give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we're happy to send you not only the basic thing about how to get started with a conversation, but we've actually printed out all the various checklists that they have. One's called Preparing for Your Own Death. One's called Checklist for End-of-Life Planning. What we're not talking about today, Pete, and um, I think it's beyond the scope of this show, is you know, should people be allowed to end their own life at some point? Um, assisted suicide uh, supported by the government. Some countries do that. I'm in favor of it. I think most people are. Um, you know, it's really more humane. We do it for our animals. Um, I don't know why it's such a big issue in this country, um, but I don't see it changing anytime soon. So lots and lots of really good information, uh, as Peter said, about how to choose a healthcare proxy, how to start the conversation. Not only the, how to choose a healthcare proxy, but this packet that we have, again, that we can give out to you. It also talks about uh, if you have been chosen to be a healthcare proxy, how to handle those duties and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So let me mention a couple of other things because um, we have some real experts in our community, in our office, in the form of attorney Michael Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance. And they not only do regular estate planning and trust planning, but they do the very important documents that are designed to help people make end-of-life decisions when they need to. Uh, The living will we've already talked about, the legacy plan, uh, funeral and burial instruction. Let's talk just a little bit about burials at sea. Ooh. What? Sounds horrible. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, you know, part of my heritage is Scandinavian and... One of the traditions in the Scandinavian, uh, uh, not language, but in the Scandinavian countries, is they would send people out in a floating boat with stuff that would burn on top of them, and they would set it up for a sail, and then they would launch an arrow with a flame on the end of it and hit the boat. 
whoever hit the boat first got a prize. No, that's not true. Nice. <laughs> but they would literally set the, the boat on fire with a body in there, and the body would burn. Now, it's illegal to spread ashes in public places. Is it illegal to go and take your own boat out and, and dump a body overboard if they want, wish to be buried at sea? Um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, it is. But there are ways that one can do it. Uh, there's something called New England Burials at Sea. And I've looked at a lot of their information before. And they do full-body, ocean-friendly burials at sea, as well as ash scatterings and burials uh, from Maine to Miami. Right. And I guess there are a couple of different versions of this. So, for example, if you're going to be cremated, um, you can dump the the ashes or the cremains, as they're called. You can do that within, I think... Outside of three miles, I'm, I'm not going to be really specific on this because I'm not positive. But if you want to go further out, I think it's 12 miles out, then you can do a full um, regular body burial. It says at four, sea. four to 85 miles offshore. Oh, four to 85? Okay, thank you for that information. Because there are people who served in the, the maritime industry. Um, maybe somebody in the fishing industry is interested in that as well. They spend so much of their life at sea. So, New England burials at sea. Again, we've got information on that. Um, I've heard them on WBZ before uh, talking about this. I just find it odd. I mean, I understand if somebody's a real maritime type person, Navy, or as you said, fisherman or something else. But I don't know. I just, you know, I think about my loved ones and the fact that I can go and visit a, a gravesite or something where I can feel a little bit closer to them. And if they're out you know, four to 85 miles out in the ocean at the bottom of the ocean being fish food. It just makes it creepy to me. But more power to you if it's something that is of interest to you. If anybody wants information, we can provide information. I do want to mention um, once again, I'd like to talk briefly about um, the Brunch and Learn program that's coming up on August 18th. Is that the date? Yep. Saturday, August 18th, 10 o'clock in the morning. This will be at the offices of Lance Law. Uh, at 352 Fonts Corner Road. And the topics are going to be uh, to discuss key 2018 tax changes and how it impacts your finances. But also, and just as importantly, it's going to be to talk about Medicaid, how the Medicaid program works, and how to protect your home from the nursing home. So if you'd like to attend this workshop, give them a call at 508-998-8800 and make a reservation because the room does not hold a lot of people, and it will be filled. One of the things I think is really interesting in doing this research, um, we Google a lot of things for every show, and we Google something about, you know, creative things to do with cremated remains, and tagged in this article is Keith Richards for some reason. (laughs) I don't know why, but he's not even dead yet, which is a miracle. Really? Really? Keith Richards, yeah. Oh, I thought. No, that's right. I'm thinking of the Morrison. He has smoked probably three packs of cigarettes a day for 70 years and done any, every drug under the sun. Some well, that probably means <laughs> his lungs are probably already cremated, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just want to mention one quick thing about the key tax changes from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, um, which is in effect this year. Uh, we've just received a new publication that we ordered And it's called Key Tax Changes from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And look at this, Pete. It even has my picture on it. Fancy. 
So it has a lot of good information about uh, the new law, the old law, and some comments. If anybody would like a copy, give us a call, 508-998-8858. We'd be happy to give it to you. So we do have this article as well if you um, are looking for – you know, maybe a unique, different way to display or do something with the um, ashes of someone who has passed. Uh, you can buy different urns. There's lots of different urns. And uh, there's a famous scene in Meet the Fockers movie where the um, young man is greeting his new in-laws and he launches a cork at an urn mistakenly and the urn falls on the floor and then the cat goes over and pees on the ashes remember I remember that, that. yes that's <laughs> a that's a really funny scene you don't want that to happen do something with your ashes ladies and gentlemen but you can actually have your ashes launched into space mm-hmm. you can have your ashes turned into fireworks and be uh launched and exploded for a fireworks display that would be gross i think so too helium balloons you can have them uh, be put into a coral reef. What happens when the balloon lands? You have a little message that says, surprise. And then it kills a bird that eats the balloon. <laughs> Joe Smo has landed here. <laughs> He's now in your backyard. You can have it mixed in paint so you, somebody can draw something oh, with your weird. ashes. No. You can have it uh, put into a diamond. Um, this is very strange. You can have them put into a teddy bear, so you can have a snuggly oh. urn. No, no. <laughs> I'm just reading. No, this is actually really nice, and I'm, this is not. A, it's, un, it's unusual, but it actually looks really pretty. You can have it put into hand blown glass, and it's beautiful glass works. All right, I'm going to give you a couple <laughs> of quick tombstones since you're on that kick. His one is an actual tombstone. Raised four beautiful daughters with only one bathroom, and still there was love. This is not a tombstone. I like this one. Here lies an atheist, all dressed up and no place to go. Very nice. The the uh, inventor of Pringles had his ashes put into a Pringles potato chip can. <laughs> no. I swear to God. Really? Well, here's, here's one other one. I'll tell you about a tombstone. And then that's the last of my tombstones I'm going to tell you about. This is a lady <clears throat> who was a very outgoing lady, and she actually put her whole fudge recipe and had the whole fudge recipe engraved on the back of her tombstone. So this is why Keith Richards was tagged in this article. It's the very last thing. He snorted a line of his father's ashes. Oh, my God. I, let's, let's move on. I don't want to even hear about that one. Well, there's more than one place we can go for a maritime funeral, by the way, and we have information on that. And we do have information about um, these creative urns, not the ones that I was just talking about, but some really nice ones, um, serious, on a, on a more serious note. And uh, I am absolutely in love with trees and um, landscaping, and I have probably a hundred different ornamental Japanese maples and pots and planted around my yard. And probably five or ten years ago, someone created a biodegradable living urn. And you can choose from a whole ton of different trees, Uh, pink dogwoods, um, empress trees, weeping willows, and on and on it goes. And your ashes are basically put into this biodegradable urn, and it turns into a tree. What happens when a hurricane comes? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) No, I don't think that doesn't interest me. 
I might want to have a creative funeral service, but not to be in the tree. It doesn't have to be all of the ashes either. One of the things that I did when my dog died, I was very close to this dog. I had her cremated, and I spread some of her ashes up in Waterville Valley, New Hampshire, which is her favorite place, and I have the rest of them. So you don't okay. have to do all of them. Let me give you a tax tip. Um, what happens if you are in a marriage situation, or maybe you've been married and you're now divorced, and one spouse owed taxes. Let's blame it on the husband. Let's say the husband owed taxes that he didn't pay. And there's something called an innocent spouse rule. Well, the IRS can still foreclose on a jointly owned home to pay taxes owed by one spouse. But if that happens, then this, the innocent spouse, as they call it, must receive his or her share of the sales proceeds. But the house can be sold. So if you have tax problems, you need to get them addressed. And these are some of the things we're going to talk about at our Brunch and Learn seminar. Our last quick reminder, Saturday, August 18th, 10 o'clock in the morning, 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. We're going to be doing a conference put on both by Lancelot, Inc. and USA Wealth Group. It's going to be partly to talk about protecting your home from the nursing home, and then we're going to also talk about some key 2018 tax changes and how it impacts your finances. If you are interested and would like to attend, there'll be a lot more information presented. You'll have a chance to eat some things and uh, make a reservation please at 508-998-8800. So you know Pete, there's a lot of really interesting creative things you can do. Most people don't want to do interesting creative things. They want to simply plan their funeral uh, we have the ability to provide a funeral and burial uh, insurance policy to pay for the cost of that. Give us a call. We'd be happy to do it. And mostly we want to say thank you so much for listening. Do some planning. Do something to protect your family. Do something to make your own wishes known. Have a great week, Pete. Have a great week, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday, everyone. <laughs>